Super Talk Mississippi media production. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Joel T. Coleman joining you on Thanksgiving morning. Happy Thanksgiving to you and yours. We appreciate you. If you're in the kitchen right now cooking up that turkey, that dressing, and you're listening to us wherever you listen to us at supertalk.fm or however you get podcasts, thanks for making us part of your holiday. We certainly, certainly do appreciate that. We hope that all of you are happy and, and, and healthy on this holiday, especially the servicemen and women out there around the world. Those of you who didn't make it home, we appreciate you guys. We hope you have a, a great meal wherever you are. We, we, we're thinking about you, and you, we're definitely in our prayers. It's Egg Bowl Day, my friend. We may be bringing folks to Starkville as we speak. Yeah, that's true. Might, might, might very well be doing that. And if you are on your way to Starkville, you get there early enough, you need that little morning shot of juice, you need it to get some before the game, don't forget Strange Brew Coffee House is open. 5.30 a.m. to uh, 12 midnight. So you don't have to be getting your morning shot of juice. You get your afternoon shot of juice. You can get your post-game shot of get juice. Get it all. Take yeah. care of yourself. And, of course, like I said, the, the, the fast service, you know you won't be waiting in line very long. Get your coffee, head to the game, and be right there. Joel, I, I got a statement to make, and I want to get your thoughts on it. I don't think we've ever faced an egg bowl that – both sides wanted to play less. I honestly think if we could just tell them we'll flip a coin and whoever wins, wins, both sides would take it. The fan bases, anyway. Can I be 100% honest? I, I want 100% honesty. Good, because I was going to be honest anyway. Great. I'm more intrigued by what happens after the clock hits zero than I am anything that happens in the 60 minutes that happen that we cover. You're not wrong. That, that To me, that is the story of Egg Bowl 2019, is it the Joe Moorhead swan song, win or lose? Or is it, you know, win and he stays, lose and he goes? Like, the the post-game presser and everything about what happens after the clock hits zero, that's what I'm going to be thinking about. I would say from the time I wake up in the morning until the time that, that we get done tomorrow night, but I'm already thinking about it. You know, it's been a day full of, on Wednesday night, as we sit here and record this this Thanksgiving edition for you all, I mean, it's been a day full of rumors. Everybody's read them. Everybody's seen them. You may be getting texts. You may be getting calls. You may be on the message board. I mean, there's, it's everywhere. I'll tell you this and, right now. If you are getting a rumor, if you've heard a rumor, you're not special. No. No. Everybody has heard rumors, including us. Nothing that I can confirm. Nothing that Joel can confirm, but we've heard them. Yep. We've heard them. Uh, and then, so you've got... State fans just sort of hoping that, you know, if, if, if regardless of what happens, almost sort of hoping that Joe Moorhead's fate gets sealed. You got Ole Miss fans wanting to end the rivalry, wanting to play it in September. Nobody's happy. And then to complicate matters, we just received word from Mississippi State, and I guess I'm sure the Ole Miss guys uh, got it from, from Ole Miss, that there's a new protocol for the Egg Bowl trophy presentation that if Ole Miss wins, they, they, you will not see the Egg Bowl trophy. Uh, it, on the field. It will be handed to them in the locker room and they can celebrate in their state. If they win, can can be on the field. All of this springs, I assume, from last year where there was the, the confrontation at midfield when MSU had the trophy and was trying to put the flag over the M logo there, which of course was just a retaliation from the previous year when Ole Miss did the thing. Of course, there was no confrontation then. Once again, it's only toxic when Ole Miss wins. Uh, so, long story short... Uh, no, you mean it's only toxic when State wins. Oh, yeah, you're right. When yeah. State wins. I'm sorry. 
So long story short, that's how it's going to be from now on, I guess. And I'll tell you this right now. Uh, I, I, if, if the universities wanted to unite their fan bases, they've done it. Because you talk about overwhelmingly against this measure, is my Twitter mentions right now. Overwhelming. And it, I mean, it's not, it's not pleasant either. It's a lot of, this is the dumbest damn thing I've ever heard. Why don't why just get rid of the trophy? It's unbelievable. I think it's a dumb idea. Personally, I'm not a fan. You know, I think part of a rivalry game is the celebration of the trophy. And if you win on your opponent's field, that's twice as sweet. You know, I always go back to the uh, Paul Bunyan's axe game. The, the 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 axe is stored on the sideline of the of the team that won it the year before. And if the team that wins it uh, didn't win last year. They rush the sideline of the other team and go get the axe. And to my knowledge, there has never been a brawl. Can now, I, can I make part a of that might be because there's an axe. Yeah, yeah, so, <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't want to get close to that thing. But if they put the egg behind the state bench and Ole Miss charged over there to get there'd it, there'd be a brawl. There'd be a brawl. There's but, no but doubt about just, it. It's just ridiculous. <laughs> it's just ridiculous. They, they're saying that you can't even have this on the field anymore. Well, the thing is, like the, the, the egg was never behind the benches. It was always in an end zone. And in the end somewhere. zone, and then the winning team would run down there and get it. And, you know, it, it's just another thing. This this is the, the the least anticipated egg bowl in the the modern era, in my opinion. And when I talk about the modern era, I'm talking about with social media, with message boards. Nobody wants to play this game. Nobody cares. I think there'll be a good crowd. I think there'll be about 50,000 there. I'm kind of interested in it. I'm interested. <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty pumped to, but to cover it and, it's, and, and the aftermath. I've never, I've never seen this much like apathy and anger. People are just pissed. Well, and, it's, everybody's just in a bad mood. But Nobody, nobody's good. Normally nobody's, you're in a bad mood towards the other team, right? This year everybody's mad at themselves. Yeah. <laughs> It's it's not like we hate Ole Miss. It's like we hate life. We, we hate life. Yeah, <laughs> like it's just you know. And I I honestly don't know how much joy the winning team is going to take from this. If State wins and Joe leaves anyway, well then there's, there there will be joy in Starfield. That will be for a, the most part. What an interesting situation that'll be. And, and that's not saying that I'm rooting for for any. Quite frankly, I'm going to get paid, and I'm going to cover them. I don't care who the coach is. It doesn't matter to me. Um, so it, it ain't like whatever. Whatever happens, happens. But I, I do think that over the overwhelming majority of folks will be celebrating in the streets if they have the egg and a new coach, too. Yeah. Do you, you disagree with that? Because I, no, I judging by what I see online, that's kind of the general consensus is that's having the cake and eating it too kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I, I see both sides of the coin. You know, I could make yeah. an argument to keep Joe if he wins, I could make an argument that it just ain't going to work. Yeah. So I, I can see either way. But overwhelmingly, everyone that I see and everyone that I talk to and everywhere that I look, if everybody gets their, you know, Thanksgiving wish. We talked about yesterday breaking the wishbone. If everybody if everybody gets their Thanksgiving wish, I think it's to win the egg and to get a new coach too. So who knows if that'll happen? I don't know if we'll know the answer to that tomorrow anyway. You know, if they win, I highly doubt they're gonna tote the egg bowl around and then Joe's gonna go in his post game pressure and be like, by the way, guys, leaving. Yeah, well I, I, mean, I doubt that happened. That has been the hot the hottest of the rumors today. That regardless of what happens tomorrow yep. or today as you're listening, I guess. 
uh, and, that, and that we this must, is it. We must stress rumor. There is one hundred percent rumor, zero confirmation of that. Yeah. And you know, again, you know, Joel has reached out in the past to Mississippi State. There has still been no confirmation from them one way or the other. Yeah, and and just so we're not beating around any bushes here, I hadn't reached out to Mississippi State. I've reached out to the top dog. Yeah, who is always good at getting back to me. Nothing. Nothing. So. Silence. And to me, we'll see what happens. Silence I, says it, everything. I still have trouble. Bu- if he leaves after a win, it means he's going. He's not getting fired. He he got another job. This Rutgers thing is going to happen. I I, I refuse to believe they'd fire him after winning this game. I would be really really surprised by that. So let's preview the game. Let's talk about what's actually going to happen on the field. And well, of course, can I ask you one thing before we yeah, get? Yeah, sure. How do you think it's handled? Like, is is it? Do we get a? Do you think if that happens that we get a release on Friday? Like, what, what's kind of? How do you handle that situation? We, s- we will get a. Re- we will not get a release. We will see on Twitter that he from Rutgers Athletics that he has accepted the job, and then we'll get a phone call or a text saying, "Hey, you guys want to be up here <laughs> at whatever time?" If you're listening, anybody in the MSU MSU Athletic Department administration, my birthday is Saturday. Let's uh, you know. Do this on Friday or Sunday or whatever, but let me have my day, please. I'm, I'm, I'm asking. That's all I'm asking. Well, I mean, I'm kind of going to guess that if that happens, It'll be states Saturday. states next coach is probably coaching on a Saturday, on Saturday, right? Well, I'm not talking about they, they want to announce the new coach, but we, we, I guess you weren't you weren't on the beat when uh, when Rick Ray lost his no, job. Wasn't there yet? But they had a little meeting with us, and and you know we, they talked about some stuff. Yeah. So I think that would be sort of similar that that we would sit down with, probably with John Cohen and and Bill Martin and. Take it from there. So well, anyway, there's a game to play. There's a game to play. Let's talk about that. Of course, if you want to hear more talk about the game, I uh, got an interview up from yesterday with Ben Garrett. Already got my interview with Brian Scott Rippey. Those are breaking down both sides of the ball for Ole Miss. Let's talk about Mississippi State. You and I. I think this game comes down to one simple question: Can Mississippi State pass the ball effectively? It it really is that simple. If they can throw the football with some success. That will allow them to run the football with some success, and that will allow them to win the game. You think they win the game doing that even if Plumlee runs wild? So you, you think that State's passing ability even is is a bigger factor in who wins and loses more so than well, bottling up Plumlee? Well, what I, would, I, what I would say is that if State's able to pass the ball and put points on the board, Ole Miss has to pass the ball, and they can't. Yeah. They, they can't. Yeah, it'd be a corral you know. show, I guess. Yeah, more than plumbing. Which in that, that that's that's good news for state. Corral being on the field is a win for Mississippi State. So, or would it? Because I mean, they got behind by LSU and they just let Plumley run them back into it. Well, there's a difference between being behind ten points and being behind twenty eight points, and you're just saying, "Look, we're just trying to get through it." And then you make some plays, and all of a sudden, it's a game. They they weren't trying. They were trying to come back without trying to come back, if that makes sense, right? They're just running the ball trying to get the clock running. Break a few, and all of a sudden you're back in the game. Um, yeah, I, I guess I, I see. I guess I see your point. I'm just I, I'm not convinced that State can put up, even against an Ole Miss defense that is not good. Look, neither these two teams. When you look at them statistically, they're almost identical, really. In fact, did you know, and I know Corral has a lot to do with this probably, like statistically when it comes to like yards per game, Ole Miss is a better passing team than State. Right. Like that, that's, that was something I didn't really realize until I was looking at the numbers 
heading into this game. I mean, it, it's it's negligible. I mean, it's close. But this team, these two teams are really, really close in, in a lot of areas. Like, Ole Miss is tops in the SEC in rushing. State's third, I think. I mean, both really good running teams. You know, obviously Plumlee and Kylan Hill. Pass defense is basically the same. Neither one of them is good when right. you look at them numerically. Rush defense about, you know, give or take, the, the same. Uh, it's, I, I don't – it's so hard to look and say there's just one factor to this. But I, I don't know that State can just have an offensive explosion in this game, even if they're at their peak. Because when State's at their peak offensively, they're still not putting up a ton of points this right. year kind of thing. So right. I, I feel like that the key to the game is more so making sure Plumlee doesn't rush for 250 or something So you're like more that. concerned about State defensively yes, than offensively? Yes, I am. Okay. Which is odd to say yeah. a little bit because, I mean, trusting State's offense to do anything is dangerous. But, uh, I mean, I feel like if Willie Gay and company are – 100% and they shut down Plumley. you don't have to be that great offensively. Because if you shut down Plumley, that's their only weapon, basically. Um, I mean, I know Ely's had some good games, Scotty Phillips and company. I mean, they, they can run the ball. It's not just Plumley, but I feel like if you, if you can bottle up Plumley slash the Ole Miss run game, they're done. It's over. Go get the egg. Right. And I think State could survive with a – Average passing showing because Kylan would take care of the rest offensively. You think? And Stevens is a runner too. Yes. Stevens is the key to this game. He has to be able to throw the ball, and I think he has to be able to. He has to be able to uh, add to the running game. You know, if he has another 80, 90 yard game, that's going to go a long, long way for Mississippi State. I think. Um, but I, I, I do believe the passing game is a key. And the problem with it is, and I, this is what I said on Sports Talk, was it's not just about Stevens. That's it's, right. It's really just, it's not even about Stevens. Stevens throws the ball, and the guys aren't making catches. It's more about what State's receivers are doing. I 100% agree. Um, I think we would look at Stevens in an even brighter light. I mean, I think we all think Tommy's pretty good. I think we would probably think he's. I don't want to say really good, but a lot better than we even think he is now. If Gidry had just hauled in a few passes, um, he's just the obvious one. I mean, the other guys have had drops too, but but yeah, I mean, people get here tired of hearing what Joe has to say, but he's right. Mm-hmm. When it comes to the passing game, it's not just a one man show. I mean, it's the passing, it's the protection, it's the route running, it's the rece- I mean, it's it's the catching the football. It's it's more than one man's job, and and so often. Not just this year, last year too with Nick. So often, State just gets let down by its receivers, mm-hmm. and I really since I think, since Fred Ross left. Yeah, and and I know Nick wasn't a great passer, but he looked worse by the fact that so many times guys couldn't make plays for him, and and Tommy has maybe not to the extent that that Nick did, but he's he's run into that too. Um, yeah, I, I agree with you. State's receivers have got to show up if State's passing attack's going to work. It's not just on Tommy. I feel like right. Tommy is going to be good enough, accurate enough. Mm-hmm. Is he going to get the help, though, yeah. is the question. Let's talk defense now. And obviously, you know, full full strength. This is, you know, it, it didn't really occur to me, but this is the uh, only the second game this year that they, they've been at full strength. And what I mean by that is the Arkansas yeah. game, Lee Autry did not play. Yeah. Um, and then in the Kentucky game, you only got a half because Willie Gay got ejected. Um, so 
Is there something to the thought that Ole Miss doesn't have a whole ton of film on what state looks like full strength? I mean, that's – yeah, that's fair. You know, you would think that state defensively, schematically, probably looks a lot the same. It's just different cast characters out there. Right. But, but yeah, I mean, uh, you don't know. You know, you, you talked yesterday a little bit about, you know, who's going to spy Plumley. Yeah. Is it Willie Gay? Is it Brian Cole? And right. I mean, Ole Miss has no idea, right. you know, kind of thing. But I guess they wouldn't know even and if we, been... we don't know that they're going to spy Plumley. It makes sense to do it, but – we don't know what, what the defensive plan is. The, the plan to me is, at all cost, keep Plumley off the perimeter. At all cost. You have to – one of Jake, our good friend Jake Wimberly's favorite uh, sayings, you got to set the edge. He can't get outside. If you keep him in the middle, you're going to be okay. If you keep him in the pocket and let him throw, you should be fine. But when he cuts around that corner, it's a problem. He's getting 10, 12, 20, 30, 70 yards. State's got to do that. That means they need a big game from their ends. They need a big game from Kobe Jones, from uh, Chauncey Rivers. They need a big game from Willie Gay and the, the linebackers. They need a big game from Brian Cole. The guys playing on the perimeter are the key for Mississippi State. I, I 100% agree. Um, and, I, I mean, I, I think the defensive backs are going to have to play a big role in this game too. You know, if, if Plumley breaks through that first level or two, those guys got to tackle, man. How many times this year have we seen guys just not tackle? Yeah. I mean, we asked – actually, I guess it was my question, one of my questions anyway, to Joe on Monday. And the very first thing he said about Plumley was – Tackle him. Tackle him. And it's game 12, man, and I have zero faith of State making a tackle. I think they have gotten a little better, a little more consistent, but – I don't know. It's a dangerous game if you're if you're uh, betting on state to be a good tackling team because it, uh, they've been really inconsistent at one of the most basic parts of football. You know, it's tackle football, Brian. There's no 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 flags to pull. No, no you're right. We're not too hand touching it out there. They they got to bring Plumley down. Yeah, you're and right. there's been so many times this year where it just hadn't happened against other teams. So I it, that's that it worries you. If I say MSU is plus one in turnovers, is that enough to win? I would guess yes. Mm-hmm. I, I think mean, turnover margin's key, really key. It's always key. Yeah. That's not one of those. I'm not trying to yeah. be you know glib about it, but for this game in particular, I feel like an extra possession is going to yeah, be Yeah, well, it goes huge. back to what I was saying earlier. Like it or not, these two teams are really evenly matched. Mm-hmm. They, just, they just are. So, I mean, if you see a turnover margin of like negative three, you know, whoever whoever had three more turnovers than the opponent won the game. I oh, would yeah. bet a lot of money on I that. Mean, it's minus three, the winner. Yeah, that team's that you team's know, losing. You might could survive minus one, maybe. Mm-hmm. But a couple yeah. of turnovers. If you're a couple of turnovers to the bad, you're losing. Yeah, in, in yeah. a game this evenly matched, I, I think you're right. This is such an interesting game. Neither team is really good offensively. Neither team is really good defensively. Both teams are pretty bad special teams wise. The only thing both teams do good is, is run the football. Yeah. Different ways a little bit, but in some ways, the same ways, though. Because, like you said, Tommy runs the ball. Not, not, he's not plumly, but, and, uh, you know, Kylan's the best running back in the game. But, but yeah, the, the only thing that you can rely on is you feel like both teams are going to find some success running the football in this game. Right. This is it's one of the reasons we've been talking about that it's a four-outcome game. Because when two crappy teams play each other, anything can happen. 
one team could just get on a roll, and the next thing you know, you look up and it's thirty-five to nothing, you know. Uh, or it can just go back and forth, or it could just be an ugly game, a lot of turnovers, a lot of penalties, and whoever slops it out at the end wins. I asked uh, Rippy this. I'll ask you. I think it's going to be a high-scoring game. Who does that favor? My first instinct was Ole Miss. And that's interesting. His was State. I just don't trust State's offense to rack up point after point after point. Right. And it goes back to what we've said earlier this week, too, that when you cover a team, you see their flaws. And to me, State's biggest flaw is its offensive inconsistency. Mm Mm-hmm. And so I just don't trust them, uh, even against a pretty bad defense, right. to win a shootout. It's it, it. We've been talking about it all week, though. It really is interesting that how the people who cover state, we are really hyper on state's flaws, but it's the same way on the other side. The Ole Miss people are really hyper on Ole Miss's flaws, and you know, I, and obviously that comes just because from from seeing them all the time, but. I, I, a lot of Ole Miss people think state's going to win. A lot of state people think Ole Miss is going to win. It's really sort of it's sort of interesting to me. Um, without getting into a playmaker, is there a player we haven't talked about that could make an impact on either side? I mean, Farad Green is somebody that like jumps out to right. me. That's because, interesting because, like you said, State's going to want to try to pass the football and get that passing game established. Your receivers hadn't exactly lit the world on fire. So you got a senior tight end out there that you kind of count on a little bit. I could see him having a few big catches in this game. What about defensively? Just like I said, this and I'm not even talking about your X factor, but like, is there just somebody we haven't talked about? Uh, you know what the guy who we haven't talked about, which is interesting, is Dantzler to me, and I think that's because we know he's not matched up with Elijah Moore. You know, because he's going to be in the slot, and I don't think they're going to move Dantzler down there. So. Who's covering Elijah Moore then? You know, is that where Brian Cole's going yeah. to be? You know, that's a mismatch. Cole is okay. Landrews is a problem. Marcus Murphy would be interesting there. Marcus Murphy would be a guy you think you could match up with him and say, just sort of go where he goes, play a little man coverage with him. I don't know. That 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 is a big question for Mississippi State. They they've got to find an answer for that guy because Plumlee's going to be looking for him. Yeah, I mean he is there. If Plumlee has a big day throwing the football, I, I'm gonna guess that Elijah Moore probably has 100 yards receiving. You know, yeah, that's just how it goes with with them. Because, I mean, you look at them statistically. Elijah Moore's got, I think, over 800 yards receiving, and mm. basically everybody else is around 100. <laughs> it's kind of it's kind of startling how, how he is their. I don't want to say lone weapon, but it's almost their lone weapon receiving. Yeah. So it's yeah, you bottle him up, then you really take away that passing game, and Plumlee has to beat you with his legs. Is there anything we haven't talked about in the last two weeks that, that is, could be an issue? Uh, I mean, I guess we talked about it, but I about said just the give-a-crap factor. Yeah. I mean, do, do you feel that if a team gets down early, either one of them will just say the hell with it? I feel like State is the most likely to just say the hell and, with and it. And Rippy said that on the show today. He, said, he used the term emotionally fragile, that State just doesn't respond well to adversity. Uh, I don't disagree. Yeah. Do you? you no. You've watched this team. I mean, there, there's – they have a bottle it up, Charmin soft quality about them sometimes. And uh, you would think with it being the Egg Bowl, that won't be an issue as much because just the, the pride factor and stuff. But, you know, you think about some of the – you, you think about some of the, the, the just – 
nitty-gritty things of this. Like, Plumlee's going to want to win this game. Mm-hmm. You know, Tommy Stevens, a, what, an Indiana guy that played at Penn State, yeah. he doesn't give a crap that it's Ole Miss. He just wants to win a football game. Right. Like, it's, it doesn't mean more to him. Yeah. You know? Well, it's always going to be more for the Mississippi kids. It's just the way yeah, it is. It, it yeah, it is. And so, if that's the case, you feel good about the state. They got more of them, you know? But it, it's, I, it's, it's definitely uh, – I, I, I could see – that, and that's why, you know, I've, I've been saying I don't think a blowout's out of, out of you know, out of the realm of, of possibility because if somebody could go up 14, I think the other team might just lie down a little bit and next thing you know it's 28 or something like that. And you got to wonder, too, like <laughs> – the older guys on this Mississippi State team, how much do they really like Joe? You know, kind of right. thing. Like, so if he's if they get behind, are they just going to be like the heck with this guy and the heck with this year? Yeah, that's and, a and, and like the younger guys, what if Joe has decided that he's leaving? Win, win, lose, draw. No matter what happens, he's gone. And you got guys like, you know, the younger guys that committed to him that love him. Because look, let's be honest, a lot of a lot of the guys on this team do like Joe. Is there anybody on the team that, that's like this whole situation sucks and they're just not mentally in the game, I guess is what I'm saying. So, I don't know, man. That, that give a crap factor. Crap counters at like three or four today. Yeah, it's a tie. Uh, that's going to play into this, I think, because there is a chance. And I, like I said, I think State is the one that's most in danger of it, but I don't cover Ole Miss. So, you know, people that have watched them more might feel – opposite of this i think like there's i think there's a chance that somebody in this game could just be like let's let's play it out and be done yeah and and if that happens that's when egg bowl blowouts happen if one of these teams get gets to that point so i don't disagree all right time for our playmakers and predictions brought to you by our friends at college corner Obviously not open today with Thanksgiving, but tomorrow, Black Friday, you want to get in there and get some of their great deals on the widest and best selection of MSU merchandise, you're going to want to do that. And if you don't want to go out and avoid the crowds, just shop online at collegecornerstore.com and get yourself taken care of with the uh, the logo wear or the home wear or the tailgating gear or whatever it is you want that lets everybody know that you are an MSU Bulldog. It's Tommy Stevens. 100%. I will dis- I will I haven't disagreed with any of your drive. Just let you make your predictions. But if you say anybody other than Tommy Stevens, I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to want a long drawn out explanation because he is the key to this game. He has to be able to pass the ball. He has to help out Kylan Hill in the running game. Kylan Hill's going to get his, I think. It's what Stevens does that determines if state wins or loses. I I agree. All right. Um if, if I was actually going to say Kylan because I thought you usually like us to go different here. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> but if you want me to give you no, my it's, honest it's one guy opinion, to be it's Tommy, Tommy. Tommy Stevens. If he can throw the ball at all, I think State wins this game. I mean, I, and like I said earlier, it doesn't even have to be great as long as he throws it and the, the guys catch it. You know, I think State's in in pretty good shape. But like you said, I, I think Kylan's going to have a big game. I think Kylan he, having a big game and Plumley having a big game are two things that are true. That, those are going to happen. There was something. <laughs> Last Saturday after Abilene Christian, when I asked Kylan, I started the question about the Egg Bowl, and I wasn't done talking yet. Mm-hmm. And Kylan said, I'm ready. Like, it was just something in that kid's eyes. Like, he was ready to, to, to go ahead and, and play it that day. So, he's hungry to, to go out there and have a big game in this game. And, and so, I think Kylan is going to have a big day. And if, if Tommy can add to that with, with the passing attack, I think State wins the game. So, yeah, I, I'm with you. It's Tommy. Defensively. It's another easy choice. It's Willie Gay. 
Willie Gay is the key to this game. He is the one guy on state's defense I feel has the athleticism to go step-for-step with John Rice Plumley. He is the guy who will be responsible for slowing him down. That, and you talk about that give-a-crap factor, Willie Gay. Willie Gay has give-a-crap factor. He will give a crap all day long, I promise you. You're way up there on the crap counter. Yeah. People are going to be like, enjoy the crap. He could say worse. I could say worse. I could do it right now. Segboy, what do you say? You got to get your mind right. Get your mind right. Nobody's mind is right. That's a thing that is true. Nobody's mind is right. Everybody is focused on the coach leaving or the trophy or nobody is is in ready for the game. That's why whoever starts fast is going to win. As simple as that. I think the X factor is pretty slam dunk to to me. Who is it? Out of Brookhaven, Leo <laughs> Lewis. This is last shot, man. This is last game against these boys. Yeah. And I, I really think that, to an extent, all that other junk off the field, I don't want to say ruined his collegiate career. It kind of did. But it kind of did. Yeah. And so you've got to think that he wants his in this game. Yeah, I mean, I can't I can't really disagree with you. Um, and it would, it would – talk about the one thing that would drive the Ole Miss fans crazy is if Leo Lewis – Yeah. Has a twelve tackle, two sack, one interception game or something? Yeah, people they would lose their minds. Yeah, um, so and, I'll, go, and, and I'll if, go with you. And if there's any Ole Miss fans listening, saying oh, Leo did it all, I ain't getting into all that. Yeah, I'm just saying I guarantee you, Leo Lewis has no love lost right. for the University of Mississippi. So that's you, the one thing with this, you know, like who, last year you knew Fitzgerald hated Ole Miss, even Jeffrey, though he was not the Mississippi boy, but right, he didn't but, like. Well, him. he had a reason. Though. Yeah, Jeffrey Simmons hated Ole Miss, right? Uh, Abram did not like Ole Miss. I, I, Leo is that way. I think Kylan is that way. Do you get that from anybody else though? Farad maybe, Daryl Williams, but he's not from Mississippi. But he's you know certainly one of the leaders on the team. But that I bet Kobe don't like him much. Kobe Jones is probably a good example. I don't know. Just it just it feel it just feels different. It feel, this is a different feel to an Egg Bowl than I can ever remember. You know, and I've grown up with two crappy teams playing in the Egg Bowl. We had it, it was recently a 2016, but even that game felt different than this one. And I don't know why. I have never been less confident or less sure about a prediction than the one I'm about to give. I don't I don't 100% believe in it, to be totally honest with you. I'm just going with what I think is going to happen. But I will not be surprised, if not only if I am wrong, but if I am completely wrong. Never mind picking the right teams and the wrong teams. I could be picking way off here. But at the end of the day, I think State's going to do enough to win. I think we're about to have about the same final score too. I, I think it's going to be. I, I think both teams are going to get some big plays. Uh, you know, Plumlee's going to get his. I think Stevens and, and I have a number over here. I want to see if we're the same. You wrote it down. No, I've just got my fingers up for what I think State's going to score. My final score is Mississippi State thirty-eight, huh. Ole Miss thirty-five. Well, we got the same differential. I okay. had thirty-one. Thirty-one. Thirty-one twenty-eight State. I've been saying all along State's going to win. That was the score game. the last time the Egg Bowl was in Star Bowl. Just different teams. Yeah, different teams. Um, I, I've said all along, so maybe it's just hard headedness, and I've been saying it for four weeks now. I've gone back and forth, man. In um, my head, I've gone back and forth. I, I go back to I think State, top to bottom, especially with everybody playing and nobody suspended. I mean, I guess nobody's suspended. We may get a list tomorrow of some random folks that we don't know suspended, but I assume that it's full strength. Um, I just think they're the better football team, and they're at home. And I just, when you add all that together, 
I, I said it earlier this week, and I will stand by this. I think if this game got played ten times, State wins probably about six of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think Ole Miss would, you know, win four of them in that scenario. So if I'm wrong and Ole Miss wins this game, I'm not floored, obviously. But right. I, I just think State narrowly gets it done at home. We'll find out. We'll know uh, 24 hours from as you and I are sitting here. And, then, we'll anyway. and then win, lose, or draw five minutes after that egg if State wins. I think we're going to have a podcast either way, by the way. Oh, that's fine. But but what I was going to say is five minutes after the egg is paraded on the field, nobody cares about the game anymore. Yeah, and that's why I think we need to do a that, we'll have to do a Friday pod because we're going to need to talk about that's fine. We're we're gonna there's going to be some more smoke between now and then. Yeah, yeah, so and, and there will about. be questions. There yeah. will, it, now after the Ole Miss game is when those questions can be asked. Finally, and you can ask questions about the future. Look, Tyler, not, that, I'm not knocking Tyler at all, but he wasn't going to get anything out of that question the right. other day. He had to like ask, that. but he he knew he wasn't going to get an answer. This is the press conference where you ask and where you might get I don't want to say he's going to say yeah I'm I'm leaving but yeah. but you will probably get some some clarity of some kind. Yeah. And so anyway, the the egg bowl, you talk about it going in, it may be the least exciting at least anybody's look forward to an egg bowl. Mm-hmm. 5 minutes after it'll be the least egg bowl anybody cared about too. I mean, you know, state fans will be glad if they won, old miss fans will be glad if they won. But at the end of the day, everybody is all eyes on on the future of the program. Sure. And that's all right. So we will talk to you on Friday morning, one way or the other. Maybe uh, if you'll buy strange brew coffee at midnight. Probably we'll so, probably so. Guys, traveling for the egg bowl, traveling just on the holidays, please be safe out there. We want you with us uh all the way through the next new year and beyond. So be careful out there. Enjoy the turkey, enjoy the dressing, enjoy the football. We'll talk to you on Friday morning. Happy Thanksgiving from Joel and myself for Joel. T. Coleman, where the T stands for Thanksgiving. This has been Brian Haydad and Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.